most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Man, what the hell is this, man? Breakfast Club, bitches. I'm glad they put y'all together. Y'all are like a mega force. Y'all just took over every... Wake your punk ass up. This Chris Brown. I've officially joined The Breakfast Club. Say something, mother... I'm with it. The world's most dangerous morning show, Breakfast Club, bitches. Good morning, Angela Yee. Hey, fam. What up, Charlemagne the God? Peace to the planet. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Hump day? Yes, it's Wednesday. Hump day. Toronto, what up? Good morning, guys. How y'all feeling out there today, huh? Toronto probably happy because they uh, watched the Clippers lose last night. Uh, I saw a bunch of people saying Kawhi should have just stayed in our country. Kawhi should have just stayed in the six. Kawhi should have just stayed in Drake's land. So they're probably happy this morning. Yeah, he, I mean he wanted you know he wanted to go home. It was what is it? Uh, what's the series at now? It's is the series is over. The series is over. Tommy Nuggets beat the Clippers one four. Yes. I didn't see the game last. I fell asleep. I seen the Heat game. Yeah. Damn it. Clippers. The Clippers, the, the Clippers, Clippers lost last night. At one point? But it was going to be everybody thought it was going to be the Clippers versus the Lakers. They thought the Clippers were going to win. Wow. I, I tell you one thing, boy. People cannot wait to see you fall on social media. My God, it's almost like they've been waiting to say something bad about uh, Kawhi Leonard. But hey, at the end of the day, remember one thing: Kawhi Leonard is still Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard is going to be a okay. Okay, I ain't just talking about financially. I'm talking about as a professional basketball player. Absolutely. If y'all think Kawhi Leonard, if y'all think the Clippers. You know, not eventually going to get over this hump. Y'all are bugging. Yeah, I seen the Heat game sports, last night, and then I fell asleep. Hmm? Athletes get it. When it comes to sports, man, athletes get it bad. Every time you lose, Yes, they boy. do. Yes, yeah, they do. Are always the but, that's, but that's why they get paid the big bucks. Like, yeah, they, they're I on mean, the biggest stage on the world, and they got to take that. They got to eat that. It's expected, but it'd be all these people that can't play the sport weighing in. <laughs> It is crazy how, how they do. You know, when you think about how why they get paid, we talk about their physical gifts, but your mental and emotional gifts have to be just as strong just to be able to endure all the criticism, the goddamn perform night after night. You know what I'm saying? While people coming at you in that way, mm-hmm. that that's takes why a lot. Have, that's why people have burner accounts so they can respond the way they really want to. That's why people have therapists. So they can go there and vent. <laughs> you know how hard it is when people are talking crazy to you on social media, and you're like, "Okay, I can't say anything," but you really, really want to. No, you can't. You can't. You just can't get it. Get let it get to you. You know what I mean? It's it's one of those things. That's easier said media, than done. No, nah, it was. It's, at, at first, it's like I want to. You want to clap back at everybody, but then you realize it's a bod. It's probably some fat dude that can't play basketball sitting on his couch drinking a beer. You know, you you realize that, or it's some nerd that. Never was cool and never could play basketball or never could, you but know, But that do don't mean sometimes you don't have a day where you feel like, all right, this is too far. Everybody has those days where they feel Lock like. Em. Yeah, <laughs> but I'll tell you what, man, you know, um, I hate it, but I actually love it because at the end of the day, the only thing that can kill them is success because you got to understand go. people are going people gonna to talk about you regardless. You know what I'm saying? They're going to talk about you whether you're doing good. They were going to talk about you whether you're doing bad. So you, you might as well just give them a lot of good stuff to talk about. So there you go. They just sound like they just sound like haters when you win. That's, That's all. a good way to look at it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news. What we talking about, Yeezy? 
Ooh, well, Donald Trump had a town oh, hall with ABC yesterday, ABC News, and we'll give you a couple of highlights. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. I like this song, man. It's one of my favorite songs right now. I love Dirk Paul. Shout out to Lil Dirk. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where we starting, Yee? All right. Well, let's start with Donald Trump and his ABC News town hall that happened in Philadelphia last night. A lot of things went down, a lot of quotables from there. Now Donald Trump talked about police reform and weeding out the bad apples when it comes to the police departments. If we can do a plan like Tim Scott's plan, which is uh, really, it goes far enough, but it doesn't take the dignity away from our police. This is a very tough job and it's a very unsafe job. It's a very dangerous job. These are great people for the most part. There's always gonna be a bad apple, so we have to weed out the bad apples. But we have to give the police back that strength. But if you look at the really troubled cities in our country, they're Democrat run, and that's Biden. They're ineffective. President, you're president for those cities right now. Uh, I'm president, but I can only do what I'm allowed to do, George. Mm, police already have all the power, though. Like, how can you possibly convince someone that police don't have any power? People are protesting all around the country because police are abusing the power Trump says they don't have. All right, another thing that they discussed was that MAGA slogan. And by the way, these are people who are undecided voters asking questions. And this time they did get to ask follow-up questions. So here is Donald Trump getting asked about MAGA. You say again, we need to see when was that great? Because that pushes us back to a time in which we cannot identify with such greatness. And I mean, you've said everything else about choking and everything else, but you have yet to address and acknowledge okay. that there's been a race problem in America. Well, I hope there's not a race problem. I can tell you there's none with me. But when you go back six months and you take a look at what was happening, you can't even compare that with past administrations. When you look at income levels, the best unemployment numbers they've ever had. Huh. Yeah, I hate the, I hate the MAGA slogan, <laughs> uh, "Make America Great Again." I, I, I hate I hate I hate like a Biden. Slap in the face. It is. Yeah, I hate Biden's "Build Back Better" too, because we don't need to build anything back. We don't need to make anything great again because the system of America has never worked for everybody. We need a complete and total overhaul of the system. Period. All right. Now, Donald Trump also claims that he played up coronavirus. Why would you downplay a pandemic that is known to disproportionately harm? low-income families and minority communities. Well, I didn't downplay it. I actually, in many ways, I upplayed it in terms of action. My <laughs> action was very strong. Yourself, yeah, because you... what I did was, uh, with China, I put a ban on. With Europe, I put a ban on. And we would have lost thousands of more people had I not put the ban on. Mm -hmm. So that was called action. I think he meant played, y'all. That's what he actually did. Yeah. He, played, he played us in regards to coronavirus. This I think that's what he meant to say. Two old men with dementia that don't know what they say and they, they forget what they say. They don't know how they say it. That's what it seems like to me. Oh, no, no. Trump well, knows exactly what he's saying. He just knows that he's lying. He don't care. <laughs> and she asked that question in response to this audio that Bob Woodward put out about Donald Trump downplaying coronavirus, just to refresh your memory. Now it's turning out it's not just old people, Bob, but just today and, and yesterday some startling facts came out it's not just old older yeah exactly young people to plenty of young people i wanted to always play it down i still like playing it down yes sir. because i don't want to create a panic oh my goodness yeah he didn't play up he didn't play down he played us
That's what he did. He played the, the 200,000 plus people that died because of coronavirus because he want to play. Walk around all, right, all well, day playing. The first playing. debate between Donald Trump and Joe Biden will take place in Cleveland. That's going to happen on September 29th with Fox News Sunday. And then the two are supposed to debate twice more after that. October 15th and October 22nd. And Joe Biden will have his own town hall with Anderson Cooper on CNN tomorrow, just an FYI. And later on, we will talk about Breonna Taylor's family and the settlement that they got from the city. But there's still no charges against these police officers. And we'll be discussing that this morning as well. All right. I think that, I think those debates are going to be embarrassing. I'm going to be honest with you. Because you can't debate against somebody who's just willing to lie. Go anywhere <laughs> with it. Because <laughs> you're going to find yourself... Defending things that aren't don't make even sense. true, that don't even That's make right. sense. Y'all not sticking to the facts in a debate. You should be debating the facts of a situation, the facts of a matter. They, you can't. You're not going to do that against a liar. All right, well, that's front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I'm dialing. I'm dialing. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm dialing. I'm call, calling you. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hey, Hello, who's this? Yo, what's good, MV? It's Rick. Good morning, MV. Good morning, Charlemagne. Good morning, Angela. What's up, morning? Get it off your chest. Yo, I want to talk about the town hall last night with Trump, right? And those people that had the question. Whenever Trump uh-huh. starts lying, they should just start saying, shut the F up. Like, yo, shut the F up. Yo, shut up. Just shut up. <laughs> like, remember when, you remember when Pinky caught uh, Ice Cube in the, in, the, in, the, in the record store and he was pointing the gun at him? They just should just tell him to shut up. Every time he starts lying, they should just blatantly yell at him to shut up. Because Trump is not there for the truth, bro. He just yeah, but the pro- leave the public and he just... And, and, and you can't deal with him like a, a normal politician. Like, you can't deal with him with dignity like how you would deal with everybody else. Because he's not doing that to you. He's just playing you in your face. I agree, but the problem with doing that is then they would flip it and say that uh, the people are being disrespectful to Donald Trump, and that would become the story. The story would become uh, Joe Biden supporters uh, tell Donald Trump to shut up over and over and won't let the president talk. But they flip on the story either way. Because if he's going to lie and say to you that he didn't lie, and it's clear the story. I think we we, we all taking this this, this non passive approach to him, especially Biden. He's taking this really passive approach to everything and hoping yep. that this docile approach is not going to work towards Trump. I agree. It's sad. It's sad right now that even though he's been so hypocritical this whole time, that people are still indecisive about who they're going to vote for. Right? I know. There's people dying in California. There's hurricanes in, 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 in Alabama and Mississippi and all these places. And people still can't decide who they're going to vote for based on the fact that Biden has been so passive. It's horrible, man. You know what I, mean? I so agree. I think I, I think it's, it's at least one time somebody should be like, yo, shut the F up. Shut up. Like how y'all, like when I argue with my wife and I'm lying, she'd be like, yo, shut up. You know you lying. Like, like that's that way. <laughs> nah, listen. listen all right, thank you, brother. I do agree that the Democrats' approach is too passive, and I, I, you, I think it, if they if they lose in November, that's going to be right. Hello, Bye. who's this? Jessica. Hey, Jessica. Good morning. Get it off your chest. So I'm calling from DC. I love you guys. Good morning, guys. Please, and Jessica. I wanted to. I I wanted to get it off my chest. The fact that you guys got rid of shoot your shot. You want us to bring back shoot your shot? Yes. That was a while ago. Yeah, that was a long time. People was getting in trouble right for now. shoot your shot. I'm going to shoot my shot, drama. 
Okay. Oh, All right. Dramos. Let's do it live, wait, wait, baby. Hold on. Dramos who? Dramos Ramos? A board up? Yeah, a board up. DJ yeah. Dramos? Who does radio on, on several other radio stations? I can't believe Jamo yes. set this up. Go ahead. All right, go ahead. Okay, shoot what do you shot, know about Dramos? Hating Dramos. Beyonce hating Dramos. Okay, that just making sure we're on the same page with the right guy. It's not true. Go ahead, what do you Mama. like about him? I just think it's the beard, I think. The beard. It's fake. The you know it's a weave. Okay, at least it's not pay eight. Pay hey, ain't. Watch your mouth. Go ahead, so your, go ahead. I ain't gonna lie, Charlamagne sounded like a hater. Yep. What you look like? Go ahead, describe yourself. Describe yourself, mama. My Instagram is Jess, J E S S, Bri, B R I, underscore. Jess, Bri, underscore what? Howard Bri from New York. It's just Jess Bri. Your profile pic is with a guy. No, it's not. Jess okay, Bry. Jessica, you cute, you cute. J-E-S-S-B-R-Y underscore. Oh, she's a lovely black queen. Dramos. Hold on, I'm tripping. What is it? All right, let's see. J-E-S-S-B-R-I underscore. I mean, underscore. Oh, B-R-I underscore. from the DMV area, lovely black queen. Jessica, I'm not going to lie, you could do better. Yeah, I think you could do a lot better, Jessica. okay. Jessica, you could do a lot better. Oh, not Dram, you got to jump on this, Dram. Nah, John. Yeah. Nah, John. Drum, you might be, John. You might be missing your blessing. This might be the one. This might be one of them times nah. where a, a good, a beautiful woman calls the radio station and you end up hooking up with her and, and being with her for the rest of your life. I'm not lying. Nah, you must get me in trouble. I got a girl. Uh, I got a girl. You, get me you in just said you didn't place. have a girl. You I, up I, say that? I never said wow. that. You put these wow. You just, so you, that drum, black queen. you just hung up on that black queen. You see, don't make it like that. Don't even as make it like that. As soon as he found out she was black, I'm trying to be a faithful right male out here, and y'all are trying to wow. tempt me out here. No. Nah. So all of a sudden, you, you have a girlfriend? Word. You just hung up on that beautiful black queen? You see, That's you guys foul. are making something that's not. You see? That's foul. Your yeah. I don't, I don't know if she's very, black. Her mother's very pretty. Yeah, she's black. Yeah, she's black. She still calls herself a beautiful black queen. Yes. She does? Wearing her profile? Yeah. Yes. Her pictures. I don't Absolutely. see that. Guys, no, it I'm just says BLM. It don't say beautiful yeah, yeah, black I, I, I see I it says BLM. Yeah, I said that. I don't know if she's black. She might be Spanish. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she but is. You can, you can tell she's the, black. The, the, the moral of the story is drum. Yes. I can't believe you. What? You don't ever hang up on Trav. When Trav flirts with you, you Trav never hang up with Trav. Trav flirts with you? What are you talking? He never flirts with me. Y'all let him talk okay, as much as you want. Okay, first of all, y'all are in relationships, so you know, let's not get the man in trouble. Exactly. He has a woman. Get you a black you woman, guys, guys, we gotta go. This is going on for way He's too long. He's never said anything about uh, this woman. I oh, thought he, he got was a single. Text. When have you asked me? <laughs> when have you asked me about this? Y'all be flirting with me. You don't, you don't ask me about my, my love life. <laughs> get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Be careful, because if you're a beautiful black queen, dramas will hang up on you. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Good morning. This is Bob from Tennessee. Hey, Bob, get it off your chest. Yeah, I'm getting tired of these black injustices that um, Breonna Taylor settlement, that's like... Fred Hart being spitting in Vince McMahon's face. All right, take this money and shut up. Like, the cops are still in the streets thinking that everything is cool and we could really start solving these problems by taking the law into our own hands because the legal system has 
let us down several times. Like, I don't have kids myself, but if Breonna Taylor was my daughter or my mother, that cop would not be here right now, and I would not be going to jail. People need to take advantage of the Second Amendment. Well, I don't, I don't know what you're encouraging people to do, um, but I, I don't necessarily, I don't agree with that at all. But I, know, I will say but- this. The settlement, the settlement doesn't mean that the criminal case isn't still going to happen. Like they still don't know what the grand jury and um, the attorney general, General Daniel Cameron, are, are going to do. But the city had no choice but to pay that money. I agree. Well, let's see, and, and you know what? And then in the next front page news, we'll talk about what Breonna Taylor's family had to say in regards to that settlement and pushing forward for some criminal charges. Yeah, thank you yeah, for calling. They're definitely not giving up on those criminal charges at all. Not at all. I actually think that the city paying all of that money just makes their criminal case even stronger. Because that's like paying a malpractice suit. Like, you, you're you admitting that something wrong happened. Hello, who's this? Yo, man, it's D. Hey, what's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Yo, man, I'm tired of wearing these masks because of uh, coronavirus. You said you're they tired asked. of wearing the mask? Yeah, because I got a co-worker. She was on fine, right? But now, that since we start wearing the mask, her breath is funky now. <laughs> Is it worth? You know is what? It some worth? people have been telling me that the mask is making their face break out too. Yeah, all kind of shit is going. Oh, I'm sorry, but all kind of things are going on since we start wearing masks. I understand we got to wear the mask because we're protecting ourselves. But got to. I think some of y'all just realizing y'all need a root canal because y'all smelling your own breath. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Charlotte, you might be right. That's what I think it is. Well, thank you, brother. Get it off All your right. chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up. Now we got rumors on the way, ye? Yes. And let's talk about this hip-hop auction. We'll tell you what some of these items sold for online. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk light-skinned Keisha. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor, rumor. on The Breakfast Club. So listen up. Nah, 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 nah. All right, so have y'all been watching Power Big 2 at all, the first two episodes? I have. Uh, I saw the first I one. I didn't see the second one. Envy? Yeah, no, I haven't. I've seen the first one as well. I haven't seen the second one. All right, you got a show coming with 50 Cent, man. You better make sure you watch Power Book 2 so you can discuss it. That is very true. You should at least know your, uh, your, your, your partner's work. I didn't get to see the second one. I've been running around working. I got five kids. Well, and I'm moving. It's time to ride one a bike. One of them is on the side of me right now. And one of them should be watching Power. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can watch with the kids. Hey. Take a morning. Now, uh, good morning. Now, uh, good morning. Well, congratulations morning. to Light Skin Keisha. She was on the second episode of Power Book 2. And she said she got that role with no audition. It seems like it was kind of written just for her. And she talks about doing a table read and meeting all the celebrities who are on the show. Listen to this. Probably like a week or two ago, we all were like on a Zoom call for the cast members because we did a table read. I did see Mary in person and I started slick like having like a damn panic attack. Then I turn around and Method Man walks in. Right. Then Lorenz Tate walks in and I'm like, and I'm sitting at the table like, Texting my boyfriend like, oh, shit. like I'm like I'm having anxiety. I'm in here with all these motherfucking legends. Like I don't know what the f-ing they just say. Everybody's like, calm down, just chill. And I'm like, the whole time nobody knows this though. But I'm like getting nervous. I'm gonna have a f-ing nervous breakdown. But I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Let me pull it together. Let me go ahead and say my lines and turn up in this bitch. I love that when people can admit how how they fan out over certain people. Met the man, Mary J. Blige, and Lorenz Tate were all on this last episode. So imagine. You get called in to do this role, and then you get to meet all three of them. Yeah, that's pretty Those dope. Are icons. 
And I love the fact how 50 is giving people uh, opportunities to get into acting and get into the TV world. So shout out to Fifth. But then why did he do these, block Tommy Lee? Did you ask him? No, I didn't ask him that. Do these, do these fake woke people get mad at Light Skin Keisha's name? Because her name is Light Skin Keisha. Do they say, oh, yeah, Rian Boston colorism and all that nonsense? Do you know why she calls herself that? Because she's light skin, I would assume. It's because after the character from Belly, Keisha, that was like her favorite character. Oh, so she's character. the light skin Keisha, she's saying? Right. Oh, so oh, okay, I get it. That's okay. why she calls it. Her name's not even Keisha, so. <laughs> oh. So, yes, that's that's where her name came from. So I think people also don't really know that. Hey, I'm going to be honest and, with you. That don't make no sense. Salute to you, light-skinned Keisha, for that. Because <laughs> nobody no. called Tasha dark-skinned Keisha. But I her guess name even Keisha? I thought her name was Tasha. No, her name was Keisha. It's Keisha, yeah, it was Keisha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's why I don't know Keisha. Oh, Tasha, dark-skinned Tasha from Power. Okay, right. that's what I'm thinking. I don't know no Keisha. Okay. I don't know no Keisha. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's where the name came from. So I think, you know, that's why she calls herself that to differentiate from Keisha from, and you know how people do that. They'd be like, oh, you know, light skin, such and such. Like, it just was I something. I'm going to be honest. Salute to you. I, when I think Keisha, I don't necessarily think Keisha from Belly. I don't I think, think so either. Yeah, right. I had to really but that's why, you know, she, and she's talked about it a lot, but that's just where it comes from. So she, yeah, she is constantly explaining. Tell her zoom in one day. I'll come in the studio. We'll be back in the studio soon. Come in the studio. Like, yeah, she was trying to come, I think, next week. But I want to see some right. of these artists for the first time in person. Like, you want to see yeah, let's them. Wait, wait. Talk to them. Let's wait. But you we know, she's in, in New York. She's in New York filming for Power, but they I don't know if she can do stuff like that because you have to quarantine, then you have to be on mm. set. And so I don't know that you can, like, go and be around people after you done oh, did okay. all that. All right. All right. Do you Notorious B.I.G., his plastic crown just sold... In the auction, they have a hip-hop auction on Sotheby's, which is a interesting and, and big deal. And that $6 plastic crown sold for almost $600,000. Wow. Hold on. You you trying to tell me that plastic gold is selling for $600,000 nowadays? Wow. I mean, it's, that's... It's memorabilia. Monumental crown that he wore. He wore on his album cover, right? Yeah, he used it um, for a magazine cover shoot magazine cover, back in yeah. 1997. And the photographer, Baron Claiborne, actually lives in Brooklyn. He said, the crown is a novelty item. I bought it at a place on Broadway called Gordon's. And he actually uh, used that crown in that picture. That was a, you know, historical picture. He said, I'm not sure that I even paid for it. I was mostly shooting celebrities and reportage. I did, I did this because I like taking pictures of Biggie. The time before I photographed him in a white suit instead of the tracksuit that most rappers were wearing back in 1997. I can't believe people spending their PPP money on 600-something thousand dollar plastic crowns. It's memorabilia, though, you know, and hip-hop should be right up there with all kinds of other memorabilia that Biggie right. wore. It's a That's a $6 crown picture. for $600,000. I just think it's all plastic. Like exactly. Now, he said Puffy originally did not even like that picture or that, uh, he said it made uh, Biggie look like Burger King, but Biggie didn't listen to <laughs> <laughs> And he said that's a testament <laughs> to the charisma of Biggie Smalls. His power cancels out the fact that it is a novelty crown. Now, he also goes on to uh, talk about the photo stretch. And he, people were saying he shouldn't go to California because of all the tension. And he said that Biggie did die from gunshot wounds three days after that photography session. Wow. That's horrible. Mm-mm-mm. Mm -hmm. But there's still things that for that are on sale right now. I was actually looking at that. Did you see what they had at the auction? They had all kinds of things. Um, they had a love letter, love letters written by Tupac. Uh, they actually had the salt and pepper jackets too. Those are going to be really expensive. That's dope. But I saw a bunch of different things that they have for sale at that auction. The salt and pepper eight ball jacket. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, listen, I love all of those people that we're talking about, but I'm not paying no $600,000 for no plastic goddamn gold crown. That's just not happening. But would you pay $600,000 for Michael Jackson's glove? No. What about a Wolverine something? (laughs) No. Wolverine ain't real. What about Black Panther mask? If they're going to really give me some adamantium, if they're going to really give me some adamantium and some uh, healing powers, I'd pay $600,000 plus for that. I mean, I think Mm -hmm. everybody would. All right. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now we got front page news coming up. What are we talking about? Breonna Taylor. Let's talk about Breonna Taylor's family, the settlement that they got from the city, and then we'll discuss what's happening moving forward. We'll tell you the comments that Breonna Taylor's mother, Tamika Palmer, had to say as well. All right. We'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Download the DraftKings app and use code ENVY to get a free shot at millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, the only thing about going back to work, which I'm I'm not necessarily wanting to do, is because I'm going to miss my kids. This is the, like the first time in, what, 10 years I actually get to see the kids go to school? Because usually we're at work, so I don't get to see it. So I I, I love this aspect of it. Well, you're going to still mm-hmm. see the kids. You're just going to see the kids once you get home from work. That's all. You're going to get back into that, get back into that routine. That's yeah, all. say good morning, everybody. Good morning. Say good morning, everybody. Good morning, everybody. Say let's get in front page news. Let's get in front page news. She does that better than you. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, you still got CDs in the house. Oh. My God. Why you got DVDs in the house? The same reason you're moving and you're pulling the things together, right? Oh. Okay. Yeah. Oh. oh. The head ye. All right. The city of Louisville, Kentucky, they have agreed to pay $12 million to Breonna Taylor's family and also institute sweeping police reforms. That's a historic settlement for the family's wrongful death lawsuit. Now, as part of the settlement, they've agreed to establish a housing credit program. That's an incentive for officers to live in the areas they serve. Mm-hmm. Also, to use social workers to provide support on certain police runs. Also, they're going to require commanders to review and approve search warrants before seeking judicial approval. There'll be other changes as well. Now, here is Brianna Taylor's mother, Tamika Palmer, speaking. As significant as today is, it's only the beginning of getting full justice for Brianna. We must not lose focus on what the real job is. And with that being said, it's time to move forward with the criminal charges because she deserves that and much more. Her beautiful spirit and personality is working through all of us on the ground. So please continue to say her name, Brianna Taylor. Mm. That's right. I don't know why people are acting like you can't uh, continue to still press for criminal charges just because, you know, they got restitution. They deserve restitution, and those cops deserve uh, to be charged. Absolutely. And And I hope so. And again, no amount of money will replace Breonna Taylor. So I know the family knows that. And the least now that can happen is there will be some police reform as well. Now, a spokeswoman for the mayor's office confirmed that $12 million settlement is the highest ever paid by the city. And according to attorney Benjamin Crump, they said that payout is historic and it's one of the largest amounts ever paid out for a black woman killed by police in the United States. It's sad yeah. that, you know, that 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 they got that money because of that. But I'm, I'm happy that the family did get some money and I hope that they prosecute those officers. And I hope that somebody steps up and helps that family with 
with uh, investing that money so that family can work, that money can work for that family for long, 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 long times. And, 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 you know, as Queen Tamika Mallory said yesterday, you know, if they don't indict the police officers uh, who killed Breonna Taylor at the bare minimum, at the least, they need to be fired immediately. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, the mayor, Mayor Fisher, said the city is not admitting any wrongdoing in the agreement. He said, I cannot begin to imagine Ms. Palmer's pain, and I am deeply, deeply sorry for Brianna's death until Freedom, which is Tamika Mallory's uh, social justice organization. They've been in Louisville protesting this whole time. That's they've right. been staying there. They've been pressing mm-hmm. uh, politicians there. They've been pressing the local officials there. And they said no amount of money will bring back Brianna Taylor. We see the settlement as a bare minimum you can do for a grieving mother. The city isn't mm-hmm. doing her any favors. True justice is not served with cash settlements. We need those involved in her murder to be arrested and charged. We need accountability. We need justice. Yeah, I think they think that that money is going to pacify um, the people Hell on the no. ground, but it's not. It's actually, it's actually going to turn them up more. And uh, I, I, you got to drop on the clues bombs for Intel Freedom and everybody on the ground in Louisville, Kentucky, trying to get justice for Breonna Taylor. And that goes back, you know, to what I say, yo, we don't even have the power to get the people who kill us mm-hmm. fired. Okay, like we're just we're just we're just trying to get the we nonetheless trying to get them arrested. We can't even get them fired when they're right. admitting to like. Uh, malpractice by giving out this twelve yeah, million to messed up and being Come messed on, up. Absolutely, man. Jesus. One That's officer, crazy. Brett Hakinson, was fired in late June, but the other officers, unfortunately, not. Now they are still. A grand jury has been impaneled to investigate the shooting. An announcement has not been made about those proceedings, but I expect that announcement should be coming sometime soon. They said, uh, my office is continually asked about a timeline regarding the investigation into the death of Miss Brianna Taylor. An investigation, if done properly, cannot follow a specific timeline. Yeah, I wonder after all of this time, it's been like six months and, you know, things has just been building up, building up, building up. I wonder if they, you know, uh, put the money out there because they know that they're not going to indict these cops and they don't want any, any, any violence. They don't want any, any, any riots because of it. But... There is a saying, no justice, no peace. So I don't know. I don't think it's going to be good if they let those cops off. And I think it's amazing. People always talk about, oh, well, what difference does it make? All that protesting, rallies, marches, it doesn't do anything. But I do not think the family would have even gotten this historic settlement if it wasn't for on the ground there in Louisville doing this work. So that just really goes to show you how you have to put pressure on people and things can happen. So continue to put that pressure on. All right. That is your front page news. All right. Now, when we come back, we're going to be kicking it with comedian and actor Lamar Morris. All right. So we're going to talk to him when we come back. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest on the line right now, Lamorne Morris. Welcome, sir. <laughs> What's going on, y'all? How's it going? Peace, my brother. How oh. are you, King? Good morning. Oh, man. Oh, man. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. It's a strange, very, very strange day. Strange everything for me. So far. Why is it strange? Why is it, Why is it strange? I'm at home, and, you know, your stylist sends you stuff to put on, and I realize, like, I'm looking at y'all like, y'all just on T-shirts. That's it. That's it. It's an like, yeah. old-school Target, mostly a good, that's a Goodfellas T-shirt from Target, yeah, and I ain't got well, no bottoms wanna, on. Well, the more if you want to stand on. up and, and give us a spin, go right ahead so we can see what your I stylist mean, picked. 
Envy in his room with a drafter in the background. Like, <laughs> you get... Okay, let's see what you got. All okay. right, all right, all right. All right. We don't want this to go to waste. <laughs> I got, on, I got, I got on my 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 baseball shorts, just chilling around the house. Would you like to shout out the name of? Would you like no, to shout no. out the name of the designer? Whoa! Absolutely not. <laughs> no one has paid me today. I want to say, man, um, I don't think you get enough credit. Uh, I, I, I salute you because I remember way, way back in the day when BET had its New Faces campaign. And it literally was like a class of new faces. It was Terrence J, Roxy, right. my sister Alicia Renee, you, and uh, J- Jaleesa, if I'm not mistaken. So that was the five. There was a cat named Shay Ming, and Jaleesa was right before us. Yeah. Yeah, and, I re- that, and, it's, and, and it seemed like you were the one that was like co- trying to find his way in that. He was kind of using you on like just the new hits from the streets type guy, and yeah. I was just like, I didn't, I, I, I didn't get it at the time. And then it's just like you kind of yeah. just disappeared, but then reemerged in a huge way. So congrats to you. Yeah, thank you, man. Thank you. That was, uh, yeah, I didn't know what I was doing either. To be honest with you, <laughs> it was, uh, I, I didn't. I'd never been on TV before. I just did the audition, and everybody was more so like trying to get on 106 in Park or Rap City, but I couldn't do either. None of those were my bag at all, uh, being a weird left-of-center type of comedic individual. So I remember I remember doing a lot of different weird sticks on BET, and then Reginald Hudlin on one hand, who was the boss, would tell me, yo, that's funny, keep doing that, but then Stephen Hill would say stuff like, Yo, that's whack. Black people want to hear that. <laughs> so <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't know which lane I fit in, so I was just kind of coasting a little bit. Yeah. So what was the exit like? Ooh, the exit was aggressive, man. I look. I so I had this show called BET Now, which a lot of people don't want to admit to. Our <laughs> park at one point, and you know, and so I remember wanting to. I have to I had to pass on a couple movies. Uh, a couple of, like, national commercial campaigns because of the BET schedule. So I said, can I move to L.A. and still do my show? And they said, yes. But when I moved to L.A., I remember getting all these calls, like, hey, we have a meeting. And I'm like, where's the meeting? And they're like, oh, it's at 57th and 10th. And I'm like, ain't no 57th and 10th here in L.A. <laughs> like, no, it's in New York. So I had to keep flying back to New York for these meetings I didn't really have to be in. And I was like, yo, what's going on? Y- y'all know I moved to L.A., right? And they were we didn't tell you to move to L.A. And so then wow. I quit. You know what I mean? So I just had to quit cold turkey. Wow. broke, um, you know, in and out of my car in L.A., uh, taking the bus to auditions, you name it, man. That was just, uh, it, was a, it was a rude awakening to just kind of exit a job like that. But at the mm-hmm. same time, I wasn't given any leeway to, to do other stuff and pursue other goals that I wanted, you know? So what was the big comeback? What was the, the one that got you said, I'm back? New girl? Man, it had to be it had to be commercials to start. To be Where's honest that? with you, because I used to do a ton of commercials. I remember being on the bus one time, and I remember this girl going, "Hey, can I get a picture with you?" And it had been like a year and some change for anybody recognizing me. I used to walk down the streets all the time, and nobody, you know, I just looked like a random dude walking down the street. But then this the the, the girl asked me for a photo, and then her boy was like, "Well, that ain't him, stupid. Why would he be on the bus?" And when mm. she said that, I was like, well, this is that moment where you can write it down in the book. December 4th, I officially fell off. You know, you know, <laughs> your diary. Uh, that was a beautiful day. I'm done. Uh, so then I, get, I, I got to the audition. 
and it was for a Miller Lite commercial. I just started making stuff up because I lied and said I read the script and I didn't. And I started making stuff up and they loved it. And they were like, oh, he's good at improvising. So looking for the commercial. And then I'd done seven nationals that, that week. And so that made me feel like, oh, I, I, I'm here. I, I should be doing this. I'm not, I didn't make a mistake. And then when I booked New Girl, um, New Girl in, in, in 2011, I want to say, mm-hmm. that was it. That was a big break for me because at that point, then you're financially fine. You know, you're, you're visible every week and then you have opportunity and space to do other stuff. So that kind of led to other movies, Barbershop, Bloodshot, you know, so on and so forth. Wow. Well, now let's talk about the new show on Hulu, Woke. Oh, man. So this show, they, you know, it's based on a guy named Keith Knight, a real dude who he's a cartoonist. And he's mm-hmm. kind of he's kind of a lot like me in that he's just, you know, kind of a nerdy dude politically. You know, he was just kind of walking down the middle and keep his head down, just do his work and then go about his day, hang out with his friends or whatever. So that that was based on in the 90s. And then cut to, you know, a few years ago, he started developing this idea with a bunch of, with, with a couple of producers and stuff like that to talk about his life. Uh, I didn't get the call till two years ago. Two years ago, you know, I read the script, you know, jumped on board. And like I said, you know, I, I, I leapt at the opportunity to do it just because I've been always trying to figure out how I fit in just any any place. Sometimes I feel like a mixed kid, you know what I mean? Where you like, yeah, I got this out of my family, got this out of my family. Like, especially comedically and acting-wise, you know, I get these roles all the time that sometimes you read the script and I'm like, man, I gotta play, I gotta play corny again. Like, all right, all right, I get it. I'll, I'll do it. It's fun. It's paying well, so I'll do it. But then you don't get that respect from, from, from both sides. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like you're choosing sides with certain characters. And that's the same way it was for him. So I was always trying to tell that story and I didn't know how to write it. I would write scripts trying to describe what it is I'm going through as a black actor. Um, but it, it, I read the script, I was like, yo, that's, that's me right there, you know? And I'm finally trying to figure out a way out of this, I guess, laziness of not studying, not understanding who I am, not understanding uh, the type of work that I want to jump into. And uh, like I said, man, this script right here, this show, if you guys haven't seen it, it's, it's dope. It's uh, It mirrors my life, but in a, a different medium. His medium obviously being art and, and cartoons and mine being acting. So you can really relate to your character in Walked In. Man, absolutely. A couple things. There's one part in the show where he's, uh, Sashir Zameda from the SNL, she said to him, and I said to her, I said, why is it as people of color do we always have to stand for stand something? Stand for something in our work. Yeah. yeah. And then she's like, because the world is a racist sort of place. And I'm like, oh, that's so why I keep it light. You know, that's, that's literally how I used to, that's, that's what I used to do. Like all the time. I remember, uh, I remember like doing barbershop. And I'm not going to say who said it. But she goes, you sound like a white boy when you talk. And when she said that. <laughs> I was like, and why Eve did that to you, bro? Nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why nah, Nikki nah, said nah, that? Nah. <laughs> 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 oh, it was that. Okay, Nikki, well, Nikki, uh, Nikki, Nikki talk, said you sound like a white boy when you talk, Lamar. Damn. <laughs> Man, I don't, I don't know if it, I don't know if she said it. I don't know who said it. My eyes were closed. I don't. Your eyes were closed, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't see color. <laughs> All right, we got more with Lamorne Morris when we come back. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Lamorne Morris. Yee. 
Another thing that we saw on the series Woke is a situation where they actually lighten your skin on a flyer that was for an event. And I guess that's the way of yeah. making you, I don't know, more marketable. But then mm-hmm. when you're not allowed in the building, they darken your skin when it's more yeah. like a warning. Do not let this man in. Mm-hmm. So the skin tone thing, like it's uh, if you're brighter, then somehow it's more acceptable. Yeah. I mean, I'm not even sure where that roots back from. I feel like y'all probably know y'all are more uh, <laughs> historically. We all do situation than me. Oh. Oh, well, I mean, we probably say, hey, say, hey. No, but we see it on, like, the covers of magazines. Yeah, but, like, when did this person when did this person become so light? Why did they, they lighten light her up. image mm-hmm. on the cover of the mag? And then oh, they'll be yeah. like, oh, it was the lighting, it was the makeup. But no, My camera's doing it to me right now. My camera's doing it to oh, yeah. me right now. I don't Abby, know you are I'm super like, light. Like, I don't know how you go outside biking in the sun and you still are so bright. <laughs> You are right, bro. No, you're gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, you see it all the time, man. You see, it. and to be honest, that's happened to me a few times. You know, and not not necessarily on the lighting side of things, but more so on the Photoshop side of things, where you would see like there is a photo shoot that I remember. I remember just looking just like a relaxed face in the photo shoot, and I remember. Uh, one of my castmates was joking around, starts sticking me in the ribs. He was behind me taking a picture, and he kept going like this, so I went like this. Went like that. <laughs> Do that again? Like they, what? Like what? Nah, nah, you ain't seen shot nothing. <laughs> 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 so I, when he did it, I, I did one of those. They took the picture, mm-hmm. and then they, they took the picture. They took that smile like this. It's not a joke. <laughs> lifted my face, put it on a different head that I had, and when I saw the picture, I was like, you got to be kidding me. you got to be kidding me. They're like, we couldn't get you to smile, so we had to use that one. I was like, man. The candy shot. A, a lot shot, of this man. reminds me, uh, I, I remember there was an episode in New Girl when they was trying to make, mm-hmm. um, make your character feel more comfortable being surrounded by white roommates. And you had to explain that you didn't lose your blackness by, by being there. Do you have to do that like in, yeah. in real life to like your family and stuff? Uh, yeah, you know, you do a little bit, a little bit when you, like my cousins, they just, they, they do it as a joke. Like they do it, you know what I mean? They're always making comments or remarks and stuff like that. Uh, but it's nothing too serious, man. I remember, uh, uh, this girl comes up to me and she was like, yo, you funny as but like, in the hood ain't feeling all that corny we talking about. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and so this is no joke. Like, for the rest, for the rest of the, for the rest of the night, we was, I forget what club we was at, for the rest of the night, I was just, I was trying to act so out of character. I was trying to, I was trying to fit in so hard just so I could be like, no, she don't know what she's talking about. She don't know what she's talking about. So I'm standing on couches. I'm standing on the table. I'm pouring alcohol on people's faces. I'm like, yo, this is not how I am. Why am I? It does not work for me. I'm trying really hard, man, but it doesn't work for me. Uh, now, yeah, time, you kind of prove yourself, but like, at the, at, that's another reason why I like the show is because it's not necessarily about Black is not black. Black is on a spectrum. You know what I'm saying. People right. think that mm-hmm. if you're black, you got to be one way, and that's it. Mm-mm. And so another thing, another thing that I like about the show is that it's not just showcasing the uh, the aggressions, the microaggressions, as you call it, that come from white people, but it also it also comes from within sometimes within our own communities where, you know, we're supposed to feel like you know we we need to fit inside of this circle in order to to get along. And, and I'm like, and I tried, I used to try, I mean, again, I'm from the South side of Chicago, but I moved to the Burbs when I was 15. So I had a little bit of both, 
And I'm like, I'm just who I am. You know what I mean? And, uh, and a lot of kids are out there that are like me, uh, you know, a bit nerdy, a bit weird sometimes. Like, you know, you should just be who you are because that's the strongest version of yourself. He it's also hooks up with the white women on this on this series too. Yeah. Can you be woke and <laughs> dating that's white? That's a good women? question. Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. I think, I, I think so. You know, because this show is about a real guy. You know, I'm playing a, this. This is real life. He's married to a German woman. You know what I mean? And that journey that he had was dating black, dating all kinds of ethnicities. And he was like, "Oh, I just happened. The one that I got along with the most, especially artistically." was this woman and she actually helped him see more of his blackness than he than he could have than he possibly could have and it was that dynamic that opposite of them you know you see an episode where she's wearing the shirt that says you know black people for rent and he's like yo like that now i'm starting to see it you know what i'm saying he likes mm-hmm. her at this moment but at the same time he's this is helping him identify with who he is i think you could be woke and date whoever you want because i Woke is one of those definitions that's kind of open to discussion. If you date everybody and you just so happen to fall in, stuff, fall in love with a, with a white woman or a Palestinian woman or a Mexican woman, then I feel like, oh, then whatever. As long as you are living your life not on the on time side of things, then, mm-hmm. then you should be, to me, you should you could still be woke. You made a lot of money on New Girl, too, man. New Girl, how many seasons did New Girl get? Seven? Ooh. Yeah, we syndication. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, you you getting those residuals for the rest of your life. How does that feel? Oh, honestly, it felt great. Like I said, I was taking the bus everywhere. I was taking the bus mm-hmm. and, 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 and not in a cool way, like how y'all New Yorkers take the subway and bus. Not like that. I was taking it out of pure necessity. Like I didn't, mm-hmm. like, I was, I used to walk around the street with my hand behind my back. Like I was just observing life like an old wise man. So what people <laughs> didn't know is that I was observing the ground looking for change. Because <laughs> literally just like wow. this. You know, so that's how I would get around. That's how I would eat uh, my first year and a half in L.A. Um, and then to turn around and say, man, one of your dreams has come, has come true is great, you know. But I will say it's hard not to get jaded. It's hard not to get silly sometimes because you just feel like that's going to keep coming in forever. So you got to start teaching yourself financial literacy. You got to start mm-hmm. teaching yourself mm-hmm. how not to go go super broke so fast and uh yeah, it's, good. it's great, though. It's a blessing, man. I think God has definitely um, put me in a good position in my life where I'm not stressed about work as much. Lamont, we appreciate you, brother. Uh, everybody, make sure y'all go check out Woke, screaming on Hulu right now. Sweet, sweet, sweet. All right, I'll see you. Lamont right. Morris, Peace. it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's about time. What's going on? Yeah. Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is The Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Yes, so The View feels like The Breakfast Club should host some of these presidential debates. Here's what they said. I think we think we could do it, but we'd hear something we didn't like and people's heads would explode. <laughs> I, think they, I think everybody should go on The Breakfast Club and start That's with that true, if yes. you want to shake it up yes. and, mm. and visit lots of different... And by the way, Charlamagne has asked some of the best questions, but Charlamagne asked the best political questions of this entire cycle. But what does that say about our media? And he's a very smart, I don't think he's a journalist, but he's a a host. He's incredibly astute host, but he's asked the best questions. What does it say about our political media? Well, well, it says a lot. It says several things. It says that people who are not political junkies also have really smart things to ask. I love people who have taste. Wow, Mm -hmm. drop on the clues bombs for Queen Whoopi Goldberg and Megan McCain. 
And I'm so glad folks recognize that I am not a journalist. I'm just a multimedia personality, radio, TV, podcast. I hate people who act like they are experts at things. That's how journalists act. Just remain curious. Once you start yeah, thinking, dope. you know, you know everything, you're not asking questions. Uh, you're telling someone what you think and just waiting on them to respond. So just remain curious. Well, there's nothing wrong with being a journalist. There's some journalists who do an amazing job at asking questions. I didn't say there's nothing wrong with being a journalist. I said, I said, you the said problem they think with they know everything. They do, and that's the problem with most journalists. The problem with most journalists, they think they know everything, so they tell the person they're interviewing what they think, and they just sit there and wait for a response instead of just remaining curious and asking questions. That's why what Megan McCain said is real. She was like, what does that say about the political media journalism nowadays? And Whoopi's answer was true. All right, Cardi B has filed for divorce from her husband, Offset. And they've been married for almost three years. So according to the filing, it is a contested divorce, which means that parties cannot agree on one or more of the issues involved. Now, according to the documents, Cardi does want to have... Uh, and these issues, by the way, could range from custody to property division. But she is seeking primary physical custody as well as legal custody of culture. She wants spousal support. Now, after that report came out, Cardi did amend the divorce documents. She wants things to be amicable. She wants it to be friendly. She did not know her lawyer had filed documents that made it sound like it was contentious. So looks like they're trying to uh, work out things. Maybe the lawyer was trying to get whatever was best for her, but now it's been amended. Um, she does want child support according to the petition, but she does not want any support from offset according to other sources but the divorce petition says she does i don't know that's super sad i you know i'm I'm praying for offset and i'm praying for cardi b uh i know them both and you know i i I love their relationship i I hope that hopefully somehow some way that they could work it out um but I, i just love them together now according to people magazine they are saying that this is due to rumors of his infidelity so that's what people magazine is reporting uh, they're saying that they found out from sources that Cardi B found out Offset had been unfaithful yet again. They are due wow. in court on November 4th to deal with whatever issues. Maybe they'll work things out before them. You know, they've had some very public issues and people goes through the whole timeline of, mm-hmm. you know, him cheating her and her reasons of why she's decided to stay. She said, I know I look good. I know I'm rich. I know I'm talented. I know I could get any man I want, any basketball player, football player, but I want to work out my ish with my man and I don't got to explain why I'm not your property. This is my life. I'm going to mm-hmm. take my time and I'm going to decide on my decision. It's not right what he effing day but people don't know what I did because I ain't no angel she had said that previously you know what's interesting when the news broke yesterday everybody was surprised about it but -hmm. the first thing my girls all said was I wonder who she's gonna date next is that crazy yes that That was the first thing three different friends of mine the first thing they said was who's she gonna get with next though I wonder she just got out of a three-year marriage who says that she wants to get with anybody you know what I mean? I do wish both of them the best, though, man. Divorce sucks, you know, but both of them are young, and uh, they, they, they'll figure it out. And if it's not meant to be, it's just not meant to be. They'll be, they'll be great co-parents. Everybody was like, Cardi could kind of get anybody she wants. That's what I think the women were saying. So, I don't even think I don't she's know. thinking that right now. She's just I'm sure she's not, but I'm family. just saying that was people's initial reaction, and I'm sure a lot of people thought that initially. Mm-hmm. All right, Roy Jones Jr. says that he may have made a mistake in agreeing to fight Mike Tyson. So they are supposed to fight on November 28th in Carson, California. If you all recall, the fight has been pushed back. Uh, originally, it was supposed to have happened already. 
Now, Roy Jones uh, said, when it comes time to fight, we're going to fight. If it comes down to bite, we're going to bite. Whatever has to happen is going to happen. That's just what it is. He's still Mike Tyson. He's still one of the strongest, most explosive people who have ever touched a boxing ring. If anything, I made a mistake going in with him. He's a bigger guy. He's the explosive guy. He's going to have all the first-round fireworks, not me. I do have first-round fireworks, but he's known for more first-round fireworks than anybody to ever touch boxing other than maybe George Foreman. That's all mind games. I mean, I think so, he, he, he's right about what he's saying about Mike, but those are all mind games. Saying that, you know, um, he, he 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 made a mistake getting in the ring with him. Mike ain't going to fall for that. Neither one of them going to fall fight. for that. They try to sell fight, right? And then I, 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 I don't think he feels that way. He knows what he's 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 ready to do. Right. Exactly. Roy Jones is a whole legend out here, just like Mike mm-hmm. Tyson is a whole legend. But let's be clear. I said it once. I said it before. Roy Jones is and has always been a better boxer than Mike Tyson. I don't care. You don't watch boxing if you think otherwise. Yeah, but you know boxing, it, it, it's, it's just, it could be one punch. You land the right place to put you on your ass. Man, they're 75 years old, both of them, okay? They are not 75 <laughs> years old. It ain't going to take much for either one of them, okay? One right All shot right. to the liver and it's over. Now, Bow Wow has shared a freestyle about this alleged new son that he has, and here's what he said. Asking about a brother, I don't know what to say. That's going to be one of them talks that we have face to face. I'm looking in his eyes, I'm trying to see me in him. I'm peeping out his swag and I see the resemblance. Seen a boy three times, it's about what I like. Baby moms will bring him through just so we spend some time. And if he mind, it's, you know I'm stepping up. Kobe set that example. You know I set my blessings up. Dare I say Bow Wow snapping? Dare I say Bow Wow is, 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 is barring up a little bit? Dare he I is. say? He absolutely is. That's not baby Bow Wow. Bow Wow, he, he's spitting over there. What about the message from his mother that's in this freestyle? Keep your D out of these broke hoes that want to be famous. <laughs> it's a great message from mom when your son is in the position Bow Wow is in. I don't see nothing wrong with that. Got to give it to him straight. Sheesh. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Now, don't forget, Ask Ye is coming up in a little bit. So if you want to uh, get your questions in with Ye, 800-585-1051. Now, Charlamagne, donkey today. Up next, who are you giving that donkey to? Uh, I need the Los Angeles Cowboys to come to the front of the congregation. We like to have a word with them. Uh, Clippers fans, I understand your pain. I am a Cowboys fan. I could talk, uh, could talk to you about how to get through this. All right. We'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. We want to pay your bills. Win $1,000 towards your expenses. Thanks to our partner, The General. Get a lot for a little at The General Insurance for coverage you deserve at prices you can afford. Visit thegeneral.com today. Go to breakfastclubonline.com to enter and get rules. It's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day, I'm a Democrat, so being Donkey of the Day is a little bit of a mixed question. So like a donkey. Now, I've been called a lot in my 23 years, but Donkey of the Day is a new one. Donkey of the Day for Wednesday, September 16th goes to the Los Angeles Clippers. Now, I am a diehard Dallas Cowboy fan, which is by far one of the most painful sports franchise fan bases to be a part of. Why? Because we have five Super Bowls, and in the 90s, when I was coming up in high school, we won three, so there was a standard of dominance there, a level of greatness that we felt and that I personally felt at an early age. So because of that, every year since 1996, I feel like we are going to win the Super Bowl. 
it's painful feeling like that. Uh, you know, it's, it's painful feeling something and never, ever feeling that again for years. The only sports franchise fan base that can be a part of that or that can feel something worse than the Cowboys has to be the Los Angeles Clippers. Okay, the Clippers have always been the illegitimate child in L.A. If you have a daddy who's married to your mom, but your dad had other kids from other women, but you don't really know those kids. You see them every now and then, but you're not going to any of their monumental moments in life, and they are not coming to any of yours. You won't see them in any family reunions, and your biological mother is not playing stepmama to your daddy's other children. That is the Los Angeles Clippers, a.k.a. the Los Angeles Cowboys. Let me tell you something. Last night... Uh, I know how Clippers fans felt. Number one, to be a lifetime Clipper fan in a city like L.A. that has the Lakers, uh, it, it means that you're, you're, you're not a follower, okay? You move to the beat of your own drum. You have seen everyone going to the right, to the Forum or the Staples Center to watch the Lakers play, so you went left. Still went to the Forum and the Staples Center just to watch the Clippers play, though. But I know, I know, I know this year was supposed to be different for the Los Angeles Cowboys because this year y'all landed one of my favorite players in the NBA, a man who I share the same born day with, 629, a cancer like myself. He's a beast. I know he's receiving a lot of slander right now, but let's not act like he's not a great Kawhi Leonard, okay? Y'all picked him up in free agency and automatically the fortunes of the franchise changed, or so we thought. Along with Kawhi Leonard, y'all picked up a man who last night shot four for 16 in a game seven. A man who in a closeout game has a career 12 and 13 record, including three and seven the last five seasons while averaging 19.5 points and 3.6 assists. Now, Kawhi needed a number two. Okay, he needed a Robin to his Batman. He needed a Tails to his Sonic. He needed a Pippin to his Jordan. But let me tell you something. All of those characters I just named would have been a better partner to Kawhi last night than Paul George, okay, including a 54-year-old Scottie Pippen. Now, this is why the Clippers are, are, are – now, this is why we are getting to donkey today, okay? All right? Do I think it's over for the Clippers? No. But I do know that this team was built to win now, like right now, like in the bubble because it's a pandemic now. Why? Because they bet their future on the now. They gave up seven first-round draft picks, including pick swaps for Paul George. They gave up, uh, what's his name, Danilo, Danilo Gallinari, who in 62 games this year averaged 18.5 points, okay? And they gave up one of the best young guards in the NBA, Shai Alexander, who in 70 games averaged 19 points this year. Both of them would have at least showed up last night, but they had to do what they had to do to get Kawhi, I guess. I get it. I mean, it's Kawhi Leonard. You have to do what you have to do to land the big fish. But what does that say about your future? I mean, next year, the odds don't get greater for the Clippers to win a championship. They get worse. The Lakers are still going to be contenders. Uh, the Beige Brigade, that is the Golden State Warriors, led by Klay Thompson and Steph Curry, they're going to be back. The Mavericks with Luka, the Jazz, the Nuggets, all those young teams, they're going to be back with better experience. And there's nothing about those Los Angeles Cowboys that makes me feel like they will get any better this offseason. I really feel sorry for the Clippers. Y'all not even the Clippers the barbers use in the barbershop. Y'all the Clippers folks been using at the house during the pandemic. The Clippers folks cut their own hair with, you know, when you go online and have to pull up YouTube videos like understanding Clipper guards for beginners. That's y'all because nobody can understand why and how the Clippers always find a way to blow it. Is it the curse of the former owner, Donald, the segregation to Sterling? Could the basketball gods, uh, could, 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 it could be. Could the basketball gods uh, not want to see the Los Angeles Scissors win a title during a year of the Black Lives Matter movement? Maybe. Do you think basketball gods were going to do anything to make Donald T. Sterling's heart smile? Absolutely not. 
In fact, I don't think the Clippers will be real contenders until Donald Sterling passes away. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are potentially a year away from free agency. Donald Sterling's 86. I mean, it could happen any minute, or he might got a few years left. I don't know how bad the Clippers want it, but if it's true, the Los Angeles Cowboys won't be good until Donald passes. Maybe someone can call Donald and ask him how much he loves the franchise. Eh? I, I know that feeling, too. I don't wish death on anyone, but I've been waiting on Jerry Jones to clock out for years, okay? It's okay. Doesn't mean you want someone dead. Just means you want your team to live, all right? The Scissors have never been to the Western Conference Finals in the 50 years they existed. 0-8 in games where they could have advanced to the Conference Finals. Zero, okay? Same number of points that Paul George and Kawhi Leonard combined to score in the fourth quarter last night. Zero. The number of Cinderius Thornwell, a former South Carolina Gamecock who played for the Clippers for a brief moment. Zero. The number of Negroes in Donald Sterling's will. I don't know what any of that has to do with anything, but when it comes to L.A.'s junior varsity basketball team, nothing makes sense. Please give the Los Angeles Cowboys, a.k.a. the Los Angeles Scissors, a.k.a. the Los Angeles Clippers. The sweet shines in the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey of the day. You are the donkey of the day. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for that donkey of the day. Yes, man. All right. Up next, ask ye 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, hit ye right now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. What you want know? Baby mama issues? Need some words of wisdom? Call up now for Ask Ye. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. Come on. Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice. Call up now for Ask Ye. Keep it real. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Ye. Hello, who's this? Hi, good morning. My name is Cookies. Long story short, me and my baby daddy have been together for eight years. I went on vacation, came back, and found out he was cheating. Ooh. I tried to make it work, but I was super angry for the longest time, so he said we needed space, so I left the state. And Damn, you were not playing. <laughs> That's yeah, space, no, space. totally left, pack up our son, and, like, moved. Moved back down to, you know, my hometown. Now he wants me to come back home, but it's like, are we being selfish? Because I already got my son enrolled in school. I started work here. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I love him. And you know what I'm saying? We've both done our, you know, we've both been kind of crazy. But I do want to make it work because he is the love of my life at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Like, it was just a simple mistake. But my question is, because he won't, (laughs) he won't stop being friends with the girl. And I think that's completely, Slow down. He cheated and he's staying friends with the girl he cheated on you with? So he's not sorry. City boys, we up, baby! <laughs> Rule number one, you cheat on me, you better cut that woman off. Real talk, that's what I said. His whole thing is like, oh, you know, at the time, because, you know, I know I was, I'm kind of mean. I know that. I'm, you know, I'm mean. So I know he did not try to blame you for him cheating. 
A little bit. Well, here's the, here, listen, before we go complete, I did, in the beginning when we were not exclusive, I was dating around. That's the rule. Because like, y'all were not exclusive. Because you guys were exactly. not exclusive. So you can date around. You had every right to do that. Right. So he basically held on for that for like eight years, which is ridiculous. Come on. That's an excuse. <laughs> He's trying really to justify what he did and blame you for what he did. First of all, y'all can't even move on until he owns and takes responsibility for his wrongs. Now, I don't understand why he cheated on you. He's blaming you for him cheating on you. He's blaming you for you talking to other people, doing what you want while you were single. And he was single, so I'm sure he was doing what he wanted to at that time. And then you're the one right. moving, and now he wants you to move back. What is he going to yeah. do? Yeah. <laughs> oh man I mean I already told him like he gotta wait cause you know what I'm saying like I got like yo he my drive here the car that I had I cracked the radiator and I had to like get rid of my car get a new car so like now I have car payments insurance like you know what I'm saying I went from a blue state to a red state and I'm trying to figure out my whole life again you know <laughs> so it's like I want him to give me, like, we need, like, we, you said we needed this space, and now I'm taking the space to be better and find better. Not find better, but be a better person. Girl, I am not going to lie. This whole thing sounds crazy. So he cheats on you. You move. He tells you he needs, <laughs> that y'all need space. You move out to another state because he needs space. So he cheats on you, but then he feels like y'all need space. He's not even trying to say, let me be up under her. Let me try to right my wrongs. Let me admit that I was wrong. I'm still waiting for that. <laughs> I am so confused right now. Girl, let me, me tell too. you something. Do what you need to do for you. Get your life together. Your son is good. He's enrolled in school. You have these car payments. You're working. You're settled in. If he wants to make an effort to try to get you back, he got to make some type of effort. What has he done? Just, uh, oh, I miss my family. I miss my family. And like I said, I miss my family too, but you got to learn that there's you, you made a bed laying it. You know what I'm saying? Like He won't even talk to the chick he cheated on you with. He won't even stop talking. I don't even understand how he's still communicating with her and how that's not a deal breaker. It is a deal breaker for me. That's why I left the state. I was like, I got to go fight. <laughs> like, who knows like, what he's even doing while you're gone right now? Who knows what he's even doing? Now, imagine you pick up after you done did all this, moved out, settled your son in school. Imagine now you move back and he's still talking to the chick. Messed up, right? Then what? Then what? <laughs> I look like Boo Boo the Fool. Tell him to get his life together. If he wants you, he's got to come to where you are. You already did. He wanted space. He said y'all need a space. You move. Now he's saying he wants you to come back. You supposed to jump up and run? Nope. Suck it. <laughs> I guess I already Tell knew the answer, but I wanted mm -hmm. to hear from someone who's not, you know, in the mix and knows, every, you know what I mean? Like, I knew the answer. It was just, ah. Uh, he's love, ridiculous. Right. And I wish you the best of luck. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right. Ask Yee, 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call us right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Hi, my name is Leticia. Hey, what's your question for Yee? Okay, so basically, 
Um, I've been in this on again, off again relationship with my boyfriend of three years. And mm-hmm. um, he recently became homeless. And um, <laughs> we got into an argument because I told him that I wasn't ready to move in with him. And he feels like, you know, I'm not being there for him and I don't care about him. And um, which is not really the case, but I feel like he needs to work on himself before I can feel comfortable moving in with him. Um, mm-hmm. So because we got into the argument, he ended up taking my keys and my phone. And what? basically wouldn't, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and basically wouldn't allow me to leave um, where he was staying at. So, oh, oh, wait, this is crazy. All right, number one, he's homeless. So where are you going to move in with him at? Well, I'm, <laughs> he knows that I'm moving out within the next couple of months. So I think that he had in his head because I'm moving out, he was going to move in with me. And Mm-mm. I told him from the beginning that that wasn't going to happen. So I think he was getting upset because he was like, well, what's the point? Like, you don't love me. I want to grow. Or, you know, I want to be together. But I'm like, you have to end things you take care of before we can do that. Yeah, I'm with you. Look, I also see a red flag when a man does something like take your phone and your keys. Like, yeah, that's a straight violation. He's not respecting what it is that you're trying to tell him. A real man would be motivated and say, look, I do love her. I want to be with her. I better get it together so I could prove it. And also right. because right. I think when you come together in a relationship, you got to make sure as an individual you got it right. Right, exactly. That's exactly how I feel, and that's what I was explaining to him. Um, he's also on the younger side, so I don't think that... <laughs> I think he also needs some maturing to do, and that's the main reason why I'm just not ready um, yeah, don't move in with somebody if you're not ready. You're not trying to, because it feels like he also kind of needs you to do that as a favor for him. He needs some place to stay. Exactly, exactly. So I'm saying, like, okay, do you love me or you think you love me just because it's convenient for you? He's like, it's raining out. Right, right, it's getting cold. <laughs> yeah, it's getting cold out. Listen, girl, handle your business, okay? He's not bringing what you need him to bring to the table. You not if you don't want to move in with somebody regardless of the circumstances, don't do it cuz then now you stuck. You know how hard it is to have to move out after you decide to move right. in together? Right, and that's what I've been trying to explain to him. He's like, "No, it's going to work out. Like why are you being so negative? You don't believe in us." And I'm like, "That's not the case, but anything can happen." And we argue I'll a be lot. Like, yeah. So it could happen. I'll be like, "If you believe in us, you'll get your own place and I could visit you there and you can visit me and mine and we see how this works and if you love me and you want to be with me, then you will take your time just like I'm taking my time because we won't be going anywhere." Okay. <laughs> But yeah, do not move in with somebody if your gut instinct is telling you don't do it. All right. All right. Good luck. Ask Yee, 800-585-1051 if you need relationship advice or any type of advice. Now we got rumors on the way, Yee? Yes. Leaked penis picture will tell you whose penis leaked online and what he had to say about it. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk money back, yo, and black yo. It's time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is the rumor report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. Yeah, so Black Youngster and Moneybag Yo are putting out a joint album on Friday. They were on live together, and here's how it all went down. You are my favorites when it comes to lyrics and bars and shit, bro. Yeah, for sure. So me, me doing one with you, I'm with it. I feel like we got another song right now. F-ing it. Like we both, me and you dropping. But I feel like we can go on, put something together right now. Drop this. Say, solo. You don't want to. You don't want to do that, bro. We got to do that, bro. I double dare you. 
Man, let's on God, we finna do that. Let's go. We finna get off this bitch right now and put it together. <laughs> they were supposed to put out albums individually, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what they just said. Oh. They decided to just scrap it and, you know, that come together. Marketing. That was good marketing because I, I knew that Black Youngster and uh, Moneybag Yo were putting out albums on Friday. So then for them to get on Instagram live and say they're going to do a joint project together when that was the plan the whole time, I'm sure. That's a great. That's yeah, they've great, been booking interviews to. They've been booking interviews together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm sure they always. I'm sure, and I'm sure they plan. I'm sure they always plan to, to put out the album together too, though. So you know, it's just yeah, they're on the same marketing. label, so it really don't matter. It's the same thing. Congratulations to both of them. They put out good music together. Mm-hmm. All right, now Alicia Keys, in the meantime, has a new album coming out this week. That'll be her seventh album, Alicia. So that'll also be out on Friday as well. So. Uh, yeah, there's some previously released singles that she had out. Underdog, Show Me Love with Miguel, uh, So Done with Khalid. And it's postponed from its original March 20th date. It was supposed to be March 20th because of the pandemic. It's been pushed back. All right, Ray J was on Entertainment Tonight, and he talked about why he filed for divorce from Princess Love. And it looks like he's doing it for her, all right? If y'all remember, she had previously filed for a divorce then she requested to dismiss that divorce filing and looks like now it's back on and he's the one that actually went and filed this time and princess love found out about it the same way we did on social media here is his explanation i really don't know what's gonna happen how it happens i just want to make sure that my babies and my princess is, is, in, a, is in a great place mentally and that they can enjoy life and especially my wife you know if she, there's somebody better out there that she wants to be with, then, you know, I have to respect that as well. But I don't know. You know, I really don't know. I haven't really practiced this this question either. It's just, I just can't say too much. But I love you, princess. Damn, man, all this divorce. I'm telling you, man, this this pandemic, it made a lot of people uh, have to have to sit still and look at themselves. And mm-hmm. it's the same thing with your significant other. You got to sit still and look at your significant other and... You, Sometimes you realize, like, man, we just not, we just not it. We just not compatible. Yeah, and, there's a, and there's a lot of people going through that. I, I hear that, you know, a couple of people are getting divorces or, or separating because they just can't take it. You know. Well, yeah, they have an eight month old, a, a two year old uh, together, and they've been, you know, through it. They had that show, The Conversation, on the Zeus Network, where they were working on their relationship. And according to Ray J, he and Princess will still work together on that show. And they still want to build that empire for the kids. And he said they have a great working relationship. She's a really good executive producer. She goes all out. And he's also been working on new music. He has a new song that's coming out on Friday called Hurt You. And he Mm -hmm. said it is a love letter and it's about his relationship with her. Okay. That is a sacrifice, right? If you know that you've hurt somebody so much that you actually will say, I'm going to let you go out. And if you find somebody that's better than me, you deserve it. Um, I guess <laughs> I, I would just stop hurting the person. If somebody's not happy with you, <laughs> I think you should just but stop hurting the person. Maybe he knows he's just not going to. I don't know. Uh, maybe he knows he's gone too far already and she's going to leave anyway. So it make him feel better to say, well, go out there and do your own thing. If you find somebody, yada, 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 whatever. I just, you know, I wish everybody the best. I'm yeah, just worried. I'm just, happy. I'm just happy my house is strong. Yeah, my house is good. And I'm happy for that too. As far as I know, let me I, go ask. Good Times is going to be an animated reboot series from Netflix that is in the works. So Netflix is uh, doing that. They have given a 10-episode order to the show. 
Norman Lear, who produced the original series, is involved. Seth MacFarlane and NBA star Steph Curry are among the executive producers. And Carl Jones, who created the show, will also serve as the showrunner. I'm here for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's because I grew up in that era, though. So, you know, any type of nostalgia I'm, I'm with. But I definitely would be here for a Good Times cartoon. I know one thing. They can't stay in the ghetto in the goddamn cartoon. At least in the cartoon, they got to get up out the ghetto. Can the, can the cartoon have an happy ending at least? And is James going to yeah. be on the cartoon? Or is the daddy dad on the cartoon, too? <laughs> There's a lot of questions. But, look, I'm just happy the creator's involved with it, you know, and all of that. I think that's really dope. So if you're going to do it, that's the way to do it, right? Mm-hmm. All right, and congratulations, by the way, to Angela Rye as well. She also has her own show that's coming mm-hmm. out on Quibi. Mm-hmm. Dropping the clues bombs for AR40. Uh, what's the name of the show? Is um, is that all you, right? Uh, it's it's all her with Angela Rye. It's all her. It's a docuseries, and so yes. it should be interesting to watch. It's spotlighting incredible women who are creating change. Yes, is that all you? Is what I said to Serge Ibaka. Is is is, is that all her? Is Angela Rye on Quibi? <laughs> yeah, it's called All Her with Angela Rye. All her, yeah. Is that, is all, that all her? You is your, your you flirting with Serge Ibaka? That's that's that was that all was her. Angela Rye. Drop on the drop on the clues bars for Angela Rye. By the way, was that all him? Ask Charlamagne. I ask him. You the one that did an interview with him, cooked with him, cleaned with him, and then you 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 know you you, you gave him a half hug. Yeah. Is it on, when, 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 we, when, when we get back in the studio, Serge is going to be one of our first guests in the studio. We're going we're we're to <laughs> get the studio back open. And when Serge comes, we're going to have Serge come when he's in New York. All right. And yeah, McDonald's. Like and look, it. I posted about this yesterday. You know, all this Travis Scott stuff. I saw one thing I really did want, and that was that three-foot chicken nugget body pillow. <laughs> I don't know why, but that pillow looks amazing. It does really look like a chicken nugget. And somebody had commented on... My Instagram page that perhaps I want it because it's nostalgic. And I did used to love Chicken McNuggets when I was a kid. And that body pillow looks very realistic. No, we, I mean, listen, Chicken Nuggets were comfort food. So, you know, I, I understand why you feel that way. I never ate That's Chicken Nuggets at McDonald's. I used to I love always was a number Nuggets. I was a number two ketchup only type of guy. That's I never my, ate Chicken my Nuggets. My brother would me. eat a 20-piece by himself when we were young. And then he would go me on the rides in the little Ronald McDonald Land Park. And he would spin around and around and then throw it all up. A number two is a two-cheeseburger meal with fries. Yep, ketchup only. That's what yeah. I used to get. It used to come out to 324 when I was a kid. I definitely would do a 20-piece, though. 20-piece nugget and a, and a, and a quarter pounder. I, I would do the number two, the two-cheeseburger meal, and a 20-piece and a nugget, especially when I used to get and, high. Lord have mercy. And, th- and this is how I know who to trust. What type of sauce? Sweet and sour. Sweet and sour sauce. That's I all don't trust thing. it, man. Barbecue. All right, Hell I'm Angela no. Yee, and that is your rumor report. For your nuggets, sweet and sour, or honey mustard all day. Nope, barbecue. Okay, Mm -mm. Chick-fil-A. Classic. What sauce, Polynesian Polynesian. or Chick-fil-A sauce? Chick-fil-A sauce. Polynesian. Polynesian too sweet for me. Hey, I'm going to tell you something. I like Polynesian too, but that Chick-fil-A sauce ain't no hoe. You hear me? I'll take the Chick-fil-A sauce. Chick-fil-A sauce slaps. And shout out to, uh, I had Chick-fil-A yesterday. Uh, Shout out to Chick-fil-A on Route 17 in New Jersey. They treated me right, and they gave me extra Polynesian sauce and extra uh, Chick-fil-A sauce. So shout to that you Chick-fil-A guys. Chick-fil-A sauce slaps. Mm-hmm. I put the Chick-fil-A sauce on my sandwich. That's <laughs> the hardest slaps. All right. All right, well, shout to Revolt. We'll see you tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice mixes up next. Get your request in. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, shout to Lamorne Morris for joining us this morning.
That's right. Make sure y'all go watch Woke on um, Hulu. Mm-hmm. And when we come back, we got the positive note. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, um, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? I do, man. The positive note is simply this. I actually just posted this on my Instagram. When you finally learn that a person's behavior has more to do with their own internal struggle than they ever did with you, you learn grace. Breakfast Club, bitches! You all finished or y'all done? The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Hey. 